0: Hello again, I hope you're all well and welcome back to Extraordinary People, The Pride of Britain, the podcast brought to you from all of us on the Pride of Britain team and our friends at TSB. We are so proud, I know I keep saying it, of our Pride of Britain family and one of the many privileges of my job is watching our winners grow, watching them to go on to do even bigger and even better things after they've won an award. It's fair to say that today's guest has been doing just that and with spectacular success. We are going to be catching up with Nikki Christou, an amazing young woman, someone who has faced huge challenges in life, but who's used her own experiences to help others and has genuinely become an inspiration to millions. I first met Nikki when she was a Pride of Britain, Child of Courage winner way, way back in 2016. She was only 12 years old then, but she was already becoming a YouTube star. Now, Nikki suffers from a rare condition called arteriovenous malformation, which among other things affects the way she looks. It can make life very painful and very difficult in oh so many ways. But Nikki used videos and vlogging to reach out to others and to help promote visibility for people who might look a little different. Nikki is now 17 years old and her TikTok videos, wait for this, are watched by more than 8 million people. More than the number, way more than the number who even watch Coronation Street. And that just blows our minds. She's fantastic. We can all learn a lot from this wonderful girl. She took a break from her A level exams uh, to tell us more about her remarkable zest for life and what keeps her going. So here she is, Nikki Christine. You're getting older now. I, I've met you I on am. this journey quite a few times, haven't I? You've even baked some gorgeous cupcakes for me um, in your yeah. home at yeah. one point. How old are you now, Nikki?
1: So I'm seventeen, um in my last year of school. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm in my last year of school, which is really crazy to say because I think when I actually got my Pride of Britain award, I was in like my first year of school. I was gonna say so it, on secondary. secondary. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'd have just started secondary school then and now I'm like finishing it. So it's a really weird kind of full circle moment. And in
0: terms of I always ask my children Marks out of 10, I always say marks out of 10 for this project, marks out of 10 for the day, marks out of 10 for the year. So I'm going to ask you marks out of 10 for the experience of your secondary school.
1: Oh, maybe (laughs) seven out of 10, because for me, my secondary school was great. And I met some amazing people that will be, you know, my friends forever. But I think I've always just struggled a bit with school, like I've always been more kind of drawn to the more creative subjects. And um struggled a lot to keep up and just I think for me the best parts of it were the people and the routine especially because so much of my life is out of control the good thing about it is five days a week I had that routine and reason to kind of get up and things like that but I think it can be very stressful at times and you can put so much pressure on yourself you know I've got my a-levels coming up next week um so it seems yeah I know I'm so worried about it but I think it's kind of it's the balance, isn't it? There's definitely highs to it, but there's also things that aren't so great about it.
0: Now, we've um, spoken many times, obviously, and seen your fantastic uh, YouTube and Instagram work as a vlogger. Um, what gave you that motivation to start your vlogging?
1: I think what gave me the motivation is that I saw the pros and how it could benefit my life is so much more than how it could not so for example when i first started youtube i had the comments turned off so and that was kind of a decision by myself and my mum and dad so i think at that point there wasn't too much worry about that because it was just in my head and in my parents head you know a project for me to put my energy into because When I was diagnosed with my condition, I seriously lost so much. I, um, you know, had to give up everything. And I lost my identity and who I was as a person that I was only starting to kind of figure out and accept. And so I think for me, you know, I'd always loved making videos. And so it seemed, it just seemed like the natural progression, really. Um, And I'd always loved role playing, things like that. And so making videos just sort of felt like second nature and I absolutely loved it and I think you know my parents and I could both see how much it was benefiting me and impacting my confidence because it gave me a way to escape for a couple of hours of my day from the pain or um the fact that I have a medical condition or the reality that was my life and allowed me to just be Nikki and talk about ramble about things you know that made me happy and so I think Although I was worried when we turned the comments on because you never know what to expect. And a lot of people in the world, unfortunately, aren't kind, especially on the internet. Um, But I think with the help and support of my parents, they really reassured me that it is all my choice. And if I get to a point where it's ever, like you know I'm not really happy doing this anymore the comments are getting too much or things like that then there was no pressure to continue so it was really just all on my terms and I did it because I enjoyed it and I and it became my safe haven really so I think that's what kind of um, spurred me on to want to do it.
0: Well when you took when I came to see you you know when we did the show looking back over 20 years of Pride of Britain and I was um very honoured to be able to come to your house and uh and even more honoured to be able to go into the magic booth which is your studio and yeah. uh and be made up as well <laughs> by you. <Yeah. laughs> I really enjoyed that Nikki. I really did. No, I that was
1: so much fun. fun. We had such a good day together. We did some we makeup did some baking. Yeah. It was so great. Oh I know we had a great day. And, you,
0: you know, you do inspire people. And I know you'll have heard that a thousand times. And I'm sure at times you just kind of smile and go, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. But you do. Um, how do you find time just to be a teenager?
1: No, that's a really good question. I think for me, I've always struggled with being a normal teenager because of the things that I'm going through that a normal teenager doesn't. You know, yeah. so, like when I was at six years old, obviously I found out about my condition, and it is still something that is a chronic illness, and that I deal with twenty four seven and you know through my life and so I think it's trying my best to kind of appreciate the little moments where I can be a teenager because. You know, it does get me down sometimes that I can't do certain things that people my age and my friends are doing and I watch them doing so freely. I don't really have that freedom so much, which I think has got more difficult as I've got older and I am going to be 18 this year. But I think for me, it's trying my best to kind of appreciate the little things and make the most out of those moments. So, you know, if I have a really good day with my friends and we go shopping or, um, you know... I even I think actually one good thing about school is that it allows me to be a normal teenager, even though I may not like it at times and it stresses me out. It's something that allows me to be a part of a community of normal teenagers and kind of feel like I am a part of that because I think I spent I spent so much of my life feeling like an outsider and. I feel like as I've grown up, I feel like I've become more a part of, you know, my school and my the community there and things and the people in my year, which has been really nice. But I think it's doing those little things, you know, for me, because sometimes the good days are so few and far between when I'm having bad health um, or struggling with my condition. You really do just have to appreciate those little moments, you know, like even if it's going for a walk, like doing these little things that just help you feel more grounded. And I think those are the things that all are about trying to balance being a teenager. And I think it can be difficult at times, because I've kind of got three sides to my life. I've got, you know, the normal teenager side, I've got my health, which is, you know, the bigger side, really, because it controls everything. And then I've got my online life. And so I think it's trying my best to kind of split my time as much as I can into making sure I have time for myself and that time for myself and you know my well-being is you know doing things with my friends or sitting there in bed all day and watching a film or you know those little things like that that all make you an average teenager and I think that's what I'm learning as I get older is it's not about the huge things that people do um of course I'd love some more freedom like other kids have in the sense of not worrying having to worry about my condition everywhere I go but I'm still able to do those little things whenever I can and I think that's what I tried to hold on to is that when I have a good day, they're so much more important than they would be to the average person because I know the juxtaposition of that.
0: How easy is it for you, Nikki, to travel?
1: It's not very easy for me to travel. So I haven't been on public transport in the last two two years because of health issues and the, the worry that I could have a bleed on like a tube and then what do you do um but also in terms of like holidays and and flying and things like that I've not been on holiday like abroad somewhere since 2017 um, and then in 2017, I wasn't even very well on holiday. So then we didn't end up being able to enjoy it very much. But flying is quite difficult for me because it's all about, you know, the unknownness of what could happen. So, you know, my parents end up having to drive everywhere because um, I I could have a nosebleed like that. And then it's best to be in a scenario where you have more sort of um, certainty that you could control it or act fast than like an airplane or, on a train or things yeah. like that, which is a real shame because I wish I had that freedom and I wish that I could just go on a holiday with – you know, my friends are booking holidays because t- we're all turning 18 this year and I unfortunately can't go on those because I'm in a really unstable place with my health at the moment. So it's things like that where it does make it quite difficult. Um, yeah.
0: I'm sorry to hear that it, your health is unstable at the moment, Nikki, and I'm sure Thank everybody you. listening – uh, will feel the same too, because if anybody deserves to, you know, have easier times with their health, it, it's definitely you. Because you. you know there are there are a lot of um, children, particularly, but adults as well. And now you're a, almost an adult, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost an adult coming Very up dear. to your birthday, um, who take great strength from you, and. Did you find that, you know, I'm going to take you back to the lovely night when you, in 2016, um, when Mary Berry, uh, because you love your baking, when Mary Berry presented you with your Pride of Britain award. Did you feel the love in the room that night?
1: Oh, 100%. I feel like Pride of Britain is one of those nights where the love in the room is literally palpable, like you can feel it and there's a certain energy in the room and I think especially when I you know my name got called out um for the child of courage and I walked up like on stage and it was just people like standing up clapping and like um things like that I think it's such a crazy moment I couldn't quite like fathom it while I was there because I think I was so overwhelmed with how much support and love I felt that I I couldn't even process it and I think it really really was a night that helped me keep going because I think when you have those dark days, you really struggle to find reasons to pick yourself up. And each time you do pick yourself up, it, it can get even more tiring the next time, you know. And so I think nights like that, where people are, you know, although you know, like you said, the words not always the best, but inspired by you and are there to support you and cheer you on, that is sometimes the, you know, the sprinkle of like magic or support that you need to help you keep going so yeah I, I I remember even like weeks after months after and even years after now like when I sit and think about that night it just like fills me with joy because I can still feel and remember how yeah. incredible the night it was and how much love like and support was in the room and in the air um yeah it's in in Pride of Britain's an incredible incredible community because everyone there is just there to support one another
0: yeah that is absolutely true were you did we choose the right uh, award presenter for you Mary Berry
1: <laughs> definitely I mean it was Mary Berry it was Jamie Oliver and Candace who'd won the Bake Off uh, the year before I think That's and right, so for yeah. me I mean that was huge it was so so huge I you know have always been such a big fan of baking and again like making videos it's been a huge coping mechanism for me um and escapism and so especially thus far those were the people that I like looked up to especially you know Mary and Jamie like they are cooking icons and so it was I kind of had no idea who I would be he would be presenting my award I tried to think like (laughs) this person or that person but I really had no idea but it was the best surprise ever and it's so nice because you know they were such lovely people and I've actually you know when we had work experience in year 10 I did it with Jamie Oliver and we've stayed in touch and we're really good friends now so I it gave me the opportunity to meet him at Pride of Britain and we've been friends friends ever since and had like a Relationship, so I think that's what's so so nice about it, and same with yeah, Candice and Mary. And I hope yeah. that that
0: you know what you know your friendship with Jeremy kind of um, really demonstrates you know what the vast majority of people think. And uh, I, I've I've spoken to a number of our Pride of Britain winners, obviously on this podcast, and you know it's about the percentage of people who are nasty, but the far bigger percentage who are good people
1: but they generally
0: tend to be the the silent ones exactly
1: yeah Yeah, even you find that with comments online you know there'll be so so many lovely people supporting you and watching your videos in the background or commenting but you always sort of struggle to hone in on those ones sometimes because you'll have like the one hate comment among the thousand positive ones and um they really the positive ones have so so much more power but I think sometimes we just let the negative ones be the ones that stick yes. in our mind
0: you hit I uh, no, you hit 1 million YouTube subscribers goodness
1: me how many yeah. have you got at
0: the moment
1: um so I've got about like uh 1.3 million on YouTube now <laughs> but since I so started yeah about that much I I hit it uh in early 2020 um, yeah. but then since doing YouTube I kind of made a natural progression to TikTok as well because you know lockdown it sort of everyone was going on to it it felt like the natural thing to do even though I had no idea what I was doing I was kind of working out how to use it as I went along but yeah. on there now that's my biggest platform and I have like 8.3 million followers what Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: million followers and what yeah you, which ones of your tiktoks do they particularly enjoy then
1: so there was one that i posted only a few days so exactly a month after i started tiktok like to the date i hit a million followers so there was a tiktok that i did on new year's eve which was only a couple of days after i started tiktok that overnight got 90 million views <gasps> Yeah. And it's not even a good video. This is what confuses me it's not even anything special. And it's always the ones that you don't put that much effort into that do well. Um, but yeah, that one, there's another one that I did earlier this year that's on like 50 million. You never know what's going to do well. Um, but I think that's been a really nice other way to kind of express I kind of focus on makeup on TikTok because I really think it's a great way to raise awareness about having a visible difference in my condition and the struggles that go along with that but also showing that I love makeup and I have a passion for it and how makeup is for everyone no matter how you look no matter your gender background anything and so I think because it's that kind of short form content it's a way that allows me very different to YouTube but you know with the same kind of basis of allowing you to kind of hopefully impact people, um, or help them, you know, in the short form content way or things like that. So that's where it's been great for me, because I obviously love YouTube and still do it. But I think sometimes when you don't have all the time to film a YouTube video and edit it and things like that, you can still try your best to make an impact. By posting a shorter video and things like that. So that's been insane because I remember when I hit a million, I was like, this will always be my biggest platform. And then I started TikTok and then I was like, what is going on? So yeah, <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, and so many more people sort of come up to me now and say that, you know, they really appreciate me making videos. Or I've had people that have commented who also have visible differences or AVMs, which is so crazy because AVMs are so rare. Um so, yeah, it's just another way to really hopefully get my story out there. And even if I impact one person, I mean, that's all I could ask for. And that's what spurs you on.
0: I think, uh, Nikki Christie, that you've actually impacted more than one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope I so. I'll be in
0: charge of the zeros that come after that one. But, uh, but you really have. So um, it's an absolute delight as ever to be uh, talking to you. I do wish that I was in your house talking to you, though, because then then I could have some more cupcakes and you could do a better job. Anyway. I
1: know. But we have to have a catch-up soon. Definitely. I would like
0: that. I genuinely would like that. Now we're allowed to travel a little bit. So what is oh, coming yeah. up this year on the Nikki Kristu agenda on your calendar?
1: So um, I finish school obviously i mean i don't finish it really till after a levels i mean i've got my last day on wednesday but i don't classify me being finished until my exams are out of the way so i finish those in mid-june and then um i will be turning 18 in july which obviously further opens up opportunities to me um I am one of the youngest in my year. So like everyone's turning 18 and I'm just here, still 17, just waiting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I turn 18 and I'm not planning on going to uni. Um, It's just never really been something I've been drawn to doing or wanted to do. And I feel like, you know, if you have to go to university to further pursue your career choice, or also I think it's kind of 50% also just growing as a person and um, yeah. learning new life skills and independence and things like that then I think it's great, but I don't really need either. And so I feel like it would just be a waste. And so my plan is to hopefully do more presenting stuff. I would love to um, you know, sink my teeth into something a lot more sort of impactful or um, of a mature nature and things like that, as I will be 18. There's so many things that I want to raise awareness about or kind of investigate. So I think that would be amazing. Um, And then I obviously will hopefully continue with my social media stuff because, um, you know, that's all been really great so far. So it's been hard to balance, so you know, school with that and also my health being up and down. So it would just be a big kind of weight off my shoulders once school is done. Um, I'm planning on having an operation during summer that will be big and um you know I'm going to need stitches in my face and it'll probably be about nine hours long maybe 10 um so I'm going to be out for like a couple of months which I'm really dreading I'm not so much dreading the operation I'm more dreading the aftermath because I don't know how to expect a look or the recovery process will be like but that's something that will be happening it's very overdue um so yeah that will be happening in August but I'm hoping then after that is when I can really kind of kick off my life and have the freedom that I've always desperately been hoping for and seeking. Um, So there's that. And then I'm also kind of getting into more fashion stuff. So hopefully doing more with like fashion week and things like that would be really amazing. But I think under the basis of all of that, for me, it's always been trying to make an impact and not even trying to make an impact. If it's even just hopefully making one person out there's day a little bit brighter and making them realise you know, how beautiful they are or the power that they have to change the world or to do anything that they put their mind to or, you know, I've had so many people who messaged me saying that they applied for Junior Bake Off after I went on it um, after not thinking that they ever would or would have dreamt of doing it because I inspired them or um you know got into makeup even though they may not be particularly amazing at it but it's all practice and it's all a process so I think it's those little things that mean the most to me so I think yeah it's just kind of trying to continue to make my small mark on this world um in whatever ways that I can and also doing some more like charity campaigning with changing faces um and things like that so lots of things up for me really um yeah, I'm just taking it each day as it comes, but I am just looking forward to the new chapter of my life because I think, you know, I'm going to be an adult in a few months and we'll just have to see what happens, I guess. So, yeah.
0: Well, first of all, we wish you, everybody on the Pride of Britain team and everybody listening, I'm sure wishes you, first of all, all the very best with your exams. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Oh. And probably yeah. most importantly this year, Nikki, is, you know, it, it sounds like a, um, horrendously large uh, operation that you're going to go through yeah. and uh, you know and we wish you all the very best with that and you know okay. perhaps one thought is even if you didn't want to vlog at the time you could just do the voice bit of it you know if yeah. you don't feel up to doing exactly. the whole video because i think
1: people will want to hear you yeah you're um, so right i think i think you get a bit kind of worried about Filming and things like that, but I found through you know when I've done my documentaries about my life and things like that, it's the moments where I'm the most vulnerable, and it's you know hard for me that people actually really are impacted by and things. So that's a great idea, actually.
0: Well, we remain ever proud of you, young lady, and
1: uh, and it's so nice to see you.
0: It's so good to see you too, darling. (laughs) (laughs) And. um, you know like i said we, we we wish you all the very best and you know you. in the very truest sense of the word you are one of the most beautiful people i have ever had the privilege to meet you really really oh,
1: are. you make me cry thank you
0: um, and we wish you well and love to the family too
1: oh thank you so much carol and we'll have to have another baking day soon <gasps> yes please 100% let me know what you want to make and we'll do it all right then Sorry,
0: it's in the diary. All right. Thank you,
1: darling. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon.
0: Isn't she incredible? I absolutely love talking to her. And I hope you've come away from that conversation feeling uplifted. I know I have.
2: At TSB, we're proud to partner with the Pride of Britain Awards because we want to say thank you to all the everyday heroes, to the ones who put the fun in fundraising, or those who speak up for others to the good-natured few who plant seeds to feed communities, and to the warm-hearted people who always have the kettle ready. TSB partners the Pride of Britain Awards, thanking those who help others, because that's life made more.
0: Now it is time to introduce another inspiring and very special person. Caden Thompson was only seven years old when he decided he was going to climb Ben Nevis. Okay, that's good. Age seven, climb Ben Nevis. Very impressive. However, Caden was born with cerebral palsy, which makes things more than difficult. But he was absolutely determined to complete his challenge. Our good friend JK picks up the stories in this, the latest in our Your Stories of Pride series.
2: We often talk about people defying the odds to achieve great things, and Caden Thompson has certainly done just that. This amazing young man dreams big and refuses to let anything stand in his way. But things weren't always so positive for the youngster, who lives with his family in Corby, Northamptonshire. When he was born 12 weeks early, it seemed like the odds were very much stacked against him. Diagnosed with cerebral palsy, his mum Lisa was told he'd never be able to sit, walk or talk. In the years that followed, his family enlisted the help of an amazing team of physiotherapists and experts and used as many custom-made and adapted devices as they could to get Caden moving and allow him to thrive. He grew to be a spirited young lad who loved to keep up with his two older siblings and to play with his mates. By the time he was seven, he decided he wanted to help repay some of the help he'd been given by raising money for NHS Children's Services and Scope and all the physios. With the help of his family, he came up with an ambitious plan to climb Ben Nevis, the highest mountain in the British Isles, 1,345 metres above sea level. It was never going to be easy, but Caden loves to be challenged and trained hard. After months of preparation and COVID delays, he finally set out on a July day in 2020. Leaving base at 9am, he and his family climbed all day in challenging conditions. Wearing leg splints and using a specially adapted walking stick, it took real grit and more than one Mars bar for him to keep going, but he did making the summit at 5.30. Tired but elated, it took Caden another five hours to get down, raising more than £20,000 along the way. A remarkable achievement for anyone, but especially for a little boy who was told he might never walk. As his mum says, it was so, so hard, but he carried on going. When we reached the top, I just grabbed him in my arms. He was absolutely exhausted. He's just awesome.
0: Well done, Caden, and we wish you every success with absolutely everything you try to do in the future. Much love from all of us here on the Pride of Britain team. If you have an experience which you'd like to share about possibly events which have shaped your life or people who've shaped your life or all those who have meant the most to you, then please do get in touch with us for the chance to feature them in our regular Your Stories of Pride slot. For now, though, I'd like to say a big thank you to, of course, Nikki Christou, to our friends at TSB, to the lovely JK, but most importantly, to you. Thank you so much for being a part of Extraordinary People, the Pride of Britain. Until next time, please let us know what you think of this and all of our podcasts via any of our Pride of Britain social media channels. But for now, that's all for today. We will see you next time when we'll be talking to more extraordinary people all love until then